BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. <laughs> this is Straight Up with Stassi. You guys, I'm so sad. <laughs> Khaleesi's, I'm so depressed. I don't even think you could understand. I've spent the last two or three days trying to find the will to be happy um, and do my podcast and finish up work that I should have been doing before I left for Europe, respond to emails. I don't know, just, you know, I've been attempting to be a functioning adult, but I'm sad because I'm at home and I'm not in Europe anymore. Like, I've had those moments where I've come back from a trip and I just feel down because, well, I mean, obviously you just like had the best time of your life and then you come home and you're like, what does life even mean? That's where I'm at. Except times that by mm, 666. That is where I'm at right now. Um, it's like an all time low in terms of like where my heart head and soul is at. I wake up every morning just wanting to eat carbs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all over again. I just miss everything about Europe. I miss drinking red wine during the day. I mean, it's a struggle right now. And the struggle is very real. It's interesting because I had the best trip, one of the best trips I've ever been on. But at the same time, so many things went wrong. I mean, hello, there was a terrorist attack in Paris while I was there. So like, mm, things weren't the absolute best like they probably could have gone a little smoother um but it was it was incredible and I'm going to dedicate this whole podcast to talking about it I thought about having a guest on because I love you know I've told you guys this before it's really hard for me to just talk by myself and like stare at the wall right now I'm staring at my shoes because I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of but I just didn't feel like 
having a guest would do it justice because if I didn't have a guest that if I had a guest that wasn't there then well like do they really care and if I have a guest on say Rachel or Katie or somebody who was there well then we're just like bragging about our trip right so I'm just gonna attempt to do this by myself if any of y'all have been to Europe you know you know you know you know how much fun it is so let me just start from the beginning um, first of all, we were tricked in the beginning. Yes, tricked because we had like the smoothest flight ever. So let me just back up. Katie, Kristen, Rachel and I decided a couple weeks ago, why don't we just go to Europe? Actually, in all fairness, Katie was at Sir with our friend Diana. Yes, Diana, who Kristen said, suck a dick to um, on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Katie texted me saying, how would you, you feel about going to Europe in two weeks? And I said, mm, as long as you like figure out all of the flight information and Airbnb or hotel stuff, I'll you book it. I'll Venmo you. Yo, low. I mean, what do I have to lose right now? All I'm doing is sitting at home at watching TV with my dogs like I should probably go yeah I should probably take someone up on a trip what happened to the year of yes I'll tell you what happened 2017 so I just feel like maybe I should start saying yes more because 2018 became like the year of no it became the year of staying home wait no that didn't make sense it's still 2017 so 2016 was the year of yes 2017 has been the year of no the year of being home the year of the bachelor wine and dogs that is what it's been. So I said, yeah, Katie, hook a sister up. Absolutely. I'm down, whatever you want. So she says, well, I was already going to go to Copenhagen, you know, alone because my best one of my best friends lives there. That's true. One of her best friends lives in Copenhagen. Shout out to Stephanie. She's on Mr. Robot. She's like the hot Russian girl. Yeah. Um, so then she goes, well, why don't we meet Diana in Paris after? fabulous of course Katie yes 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 I'll do whatever you want so we decide let's go to Copenhagen and Paris Kristen initially says no because she's well is now but was going on a trip with her boyfriend to Turks and Caicos and then I tell Rachel and Rachel um, at, well we're drunk at Neiman Marcus at the bar and she says yes and books her flight on her phone within five minutes so that was easy then Kristen has FOMO and decides to come as well. Uh, so that is how this all started. Cut to two weeks later when we're getting on our flight, go to the airport. Everything was just, it was such a good day. The Uber was easy. The airport was easy. The security line was like, I don't know, three people long. We go to like James Beach restaurant in the airport, have a couple margaritas take like a quarter of a Zanny, get on the flight, watch a couple movies, fall asleep. And the next thing you know, I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. I mean, it could not have been an easier traveling sitch. Like every time that I've gone to New York has not been nearly as easy as what it was like going from LAX to Copenhagen. It's probably also because Katie chose a flight that was at 4.30 p.m. So like I didn't have to like wake up early. It's always those early flights that piss me off because I never know. Do I stay awake all night or do I go to sleep early and then wake up early? Like what is what's the best thing to do? And it stresses me out. 
It makes my face have pimples. It's just no. So this 4.30 afternoon flight was absolutely perfect. And I highly recommend it for anyone who's looking into buying overseas flights. Don't do the early morning shit. It just fucks with you way too much. So we land in Copenhagen. And I post a video of my airport outfit. It was adorable. There might have been a couple too many monogram items on me, but I I loved it. So what I was wearing was um, a black trench over whatever it was that I had on. The black trench by Morgan Clifford. Shout out to her because I, I always pimp her out. She doesn't pay me. She probably should, but... I just love her coat so much. And she monogrammed the back of my trench with my initials, SS. And then I had this like newsboy cab driver. No, like newsboy wannabe limo driver, black cap on. It kind of also looked evil, like I was a soldier. So my SS on the back, my weird black hat. Then I have a Burberry scarf that Rachel gave me for Christmas that she put my initials on. So there's another SS. Then I also have um, a necklace by Smith and Mara that has my initials SS again on a gold pill. I'd like to think that that pill is either a Xanax or an Adderall. Then I had my name Stasi in my vintage. When I say vintage, I mean like season one Vanderpump Rules um, nameplate necklace. So that's a lot of Stasi and initials all over me. And then just just to make myself look a little more evil, if I didn't already realize it, I had black leather fingerless gloved that were gloves that were embellished with black crystals. Kind of looked like a costume, but I posted it on Instagram and I got a lot of people writing me that I was wildly inappropriate because SS had something to do with Adolf Hitler and Nazism. Okay. So I get, I start getting all of these messages and most of them are, these comments aren't very nice. Like no one was just like looking out for their girl being like, Hey stops, you might want to take that off. Like you might offend some people, especially since like the Nazis, like, you know, didn't, they did some shit in Denmark that People aren't very happy about. No one really said it like that. Like all of the comments were like, you're such an insensitive asshole. You're stupid and ignorant. How could you be walking around with SS? I'm like, seriously? Like, I didn't know. So like I Googled it and apparently the SS was a major paramilitary organization under Adolf Hitler and the National Socialist German Workers Party, a.k.a. the Nazis. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I not? wear my initials because somebody might think that I'm like representing Nazis but like I'm not representing Nazis like what then I realize well my nameplate is Stasi that is what the East German secret police were called they weren't very nice either in fact, uh, they were one of the most repressive secret police agencies. So another thing that's not fun. Then just to, just to add on to that, um, I look like a Nazi. I look like I'm part of Hitler's Aryan team. And even furthermore, my last name is Schroeder, which is very German. So I'm kind of having a little panic. I get off the plane all happy. I just had like the best airport situation ever. Everyone knows I love flying. I love 
all everything about airports and planes and flying and all of that and then i get off and everyone tells me that i look like a walking billboard for adolf hitler and i don't know what to do because everything that i have is monogrammed and i love my initials and it's one of those things where it's like well i know that i don't mean that so should i just be able to like do I take it off and am I hurting people's feelings? Am I offending people? Are people even associating me with that when I walk by? Like, I mean, I didn't know that. Should I just not wear the clothes that I brought, the jacket and like my sweater that I, or my scarf that I brought because my initials might be a little offensive or a lot offensive? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know the answer. So I decided to say, fuck it. These are my initials. I shouldn't have to pretend that they're not my initials. And if somebody comes up to me or gives me a dirty look, I'll just be like, I'm not a Nazi. So I was prepared to say, I'm not a Nazi everywhere I went. I almost learned it in Danish. <laughs> I shit you not. So I calmed down a bit. I calmed down a bit. We get in um, this, I guess, cab. It wasn't Uber. We didn't have Uber there. And oh, my gosh, I love how in Europe when you get in those van cabs, like you can face each other. Like the seats aren't just behind each other. You face each other in the back. Love that so much. I love sitting backwards. It's just like it feels wrong in some way. Like that is exciting to me, sitting backwards in a moving vehicle. So we get in there and we get dropped off at our Airbnb. So we decided to Airbnb because we wanted to feel like locals. I highly recommend this. I kind of think that I'm not going to stay at hotels anymore. I This was only like... Well, this was my first time Airbnb being on like my account, but I've stayed with other people at their Airbnbs and I never really understood how awesome it was until this time. I mean it. You really feel like locals. When you go to a hotel, you don't have that much square footage. You don't know where to put your suitcase. Everyone's in the way of each other. There's not a lot of space. It's not that comfortable. You don't have your privacy, but with renting an apartment you have everything you want you can pick this how many bedrooms how many beds how many like what size it's just fantastic and I really do love I know I already said it like three times but fuck it I'll say it again I love feeling like I am a local or trying to trick people into thinking that I'm a local so we get to our apartment and it's three flights of stairs up no elevator because it's like a hardcore historical apartment like I mean built in like the 1800s so cool so beautiful right in the middle of the town but like three stairs is a lot and um they're all like stone-ish like stony you know and I brought three pieces of luggage one of which was over the limit of how much I could bring so that big one weighed a lot the other two weighed a lot, just not as much as the big one. So I'm like, this will this will be fun. I can't wait for this. Bring my three suitcases up these three flights of stairs. That was enough of a workout for probably four months. So once we get into the apartment, it literally looks like what you would think a stereotypical Copenhagen Danish apartment would look like. We have two bedrooms a kitchen, a living room, this beautiful, like, I don't, it, it wasn't a fireplace. It was like some sort of like old time heater thing, but it looked like a work of art. Like I would have bought it as a sculpture for my apartment if I could. That's how beautiful it was. 
And we just kind of felt really at home. But then the lady who uh, who rented out the apartment to us gave me some devastating news. Are you ready for it? Because, well, she was very nice. And she brought out a big map and showed us a bunch of places to go. And I said, where do we shop? And then she looked at me, which... For a while, it felt like a really long time. Maybe it was only two seconds. Maybe it was only one second. But in that moment, I knew something was up. And she says, oh, you can't shop until Tuesday. Mm, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) It's Saturday and we leave Wednesday at like six in the morning. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm going to be in this town and I can't shop? Like, what? Why? She informs me because it's Easter weekend. To which I respond, mm, I might not be like a hardcore practicing Catholic, but I was 100% baptized Roman Catholic. I know a little bit about Easter and I definitely know that Easter Sunday is a thing, but Easter Monday, never heard of that being a thing. So why can't I shop on Monday? I could, I could forfeit my Saturday. I could forfeit my Easter Sunday and not shop. But Monday, I mean, every time I've heard of Copenhagen, whenever Katie told me about Copenhagen, because she's been there before, everyone talks about the shopping and the brands and designers there and that you will find things there that you cannot find here. And everybody dresses differently and appreciates different types of styles and aesthetics. And I have been so excited to go shopping in Copenhagen for so long to be told that I will only be able to do that on my last day It felt like someone burnt my shoe rack down. Yeah. Or like stole my dogs and kicked them out of the window. Or like if I lost my bedazzled ranch or if someone shaved my head while I was sleeping. Like that is what it felt like when she told me that. But I got over it because I was in Europe And I was not going to let anyone knock me down, even if I couldn't shop. Speaking of shopping, um, y'all know that I love designer stuff, but you know that I love a bargain and I like searching for things. I don't like buying things full price if I don't have to. I mean, why would anyone want to do that if they don't have to? That's why I've always said that like online shopping is my, it's my Xanax. It's my therapy. It's one of the main things that calms me down if I'm worked up or upset. And I just, I love it. Thread up. That's T-H-R-E-D-U-P is a website that sells used clothes, handbags, shoes, you name it from nice stores. Okay, I'm talking that there was a pair of Valentino shoes, which are normally like nine hundred dollars. There were a pair of shoes that I found for a hundred dollars. Okay, there was a three hundred dollar Tory Burch bag for only ninety one dollars. And there was a theory skirt. Okay, this skirt retailed for one hundred and eighty dollars and was sold for one dollar and ninety nine cents. That is rape. That's insane. One dollar and ninety nine cents. 
They have so many different brands, so many different designers. Lululemon, Gap, J. Crew, Banana Republic, Anthropology, and Taylor. Like, whatever you want, they have it. Telling you, you get shit for like 90% off. It's insane. And plus, it's just like fun to like scroll through the website and like dig for things. I mean, it's fun for me. But if you go to threadup.com slash Stassi, and that's T-H-R-E-D up dot com slash Stassi, S-T-A-S-S-I, and enter my promo code Stassi at the end, you'll get an additional 40% off your first order. So just think about this right now. You're already getting things for like next to nothing so like you're already getting items that are like 90% off and then put another 40% off on top of that I suggest this is what I suggest because it's only your first order that you get 40% off I suggest you really buy a lot in your first order so that you can get that discount because that is going to go such a long way if you use my promo code for the 40% off promo code for only one item. I mean, what's the point when you can use it for like a million items, right? So go to threadup.com slash Stassi. Use my promo code Stassi again in the end and get 40% off. Shopping is the best. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, so I'm going to keep going with my trip. It's like kind of like the way that I'm doing this podcast. It's a stream of consciousness, Europe. Like, here's my trip. Listen to my thoughts all about it kind of thing. So it might be a little all over the place. It might not be all over the place. This is how I want to do it. And I feel like I want to do my Europe trip justice. So just bear with me. So after the kind lady leaves and I get over uh, the fact that I'm not going to be able to shop, we're like, let's go explore. So we go out, go walk around, go have a glass of wine, just look at everything. Uh, It's stunning. Copenhagen is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. And everyone there was really nice. Um, So we go back to the hotel, I mean, the Airbnb, and we get ready to go out for the night. Copenhagen, just to warn you, a lot of people smoke indoors. So just be aware. We went to like a million bars and pubs and bars and pubs are my favorite. I'm really not a club person unless I'm in Vegas and it's like only for one or two nights. Like there's only so much I can do of like a club vibe. I feel like I got that out of my system when I was 20, which is so depressing. You know, it's so I wish I still liked it. I wish it was still fun for me to go to a club. It is every once in a while. But I prefer to go to bars or lounges or, you know, hotel bars or anything like that. Uh, places where I can sit and talk to people. I don't like not being able to hear my own thoughts. It just gives me anxiety. What does that say about myself? Now that I, now that I just heard myself say that out loud, what does it say about myself that I have to hear my own thoughts? Like my thoughts are that important that my own self needs to hear my own thoughts? Like, is that incredibly narcissistic of me? Is that SS of me? I'll let you decide. So we go to a bunch of pubs. They're all filled with smoke. So we keep taking breaks to like go outside and get fresh air. And Stephanie, the local Danish, I guess local Dane, is that what you would call it? 
I would think so. She makes friends with a group of dudes that are at the table next to us. They teach us how to play a Copenhagen drinking game, and it was really fun. They were also 19. So we leave this bar, (laughs) this pub, and we like follow them around. I guess we like just joined forces with this 19-year-old group of gentlemen. I'm like, do do any of us, do we know them? We're just like following them around wherever, like they're just bossing us. They're very kind and very nice, but I kind of like didn't realize it at first, like, we're they're just telling us where to go with them like do we not have free will what is what's happening so we just keep going to different pubs and bars and it's a great time but i'm just slowly starting to realize hmm this is odd they're like nine to ten years younger than me my sister's older than these people i could have babysat these people actually my like my sister could have babysat these people that's how young they were so i felt a little a little like an elder if that makes sense. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're following around 19-year-olds. And this is when I realize, yep, we're following around 19-year-olds when they make us go to a club. So we've gone from like four pubs and bars and then I see them go, okay, let's wait in this line. And my brattiness kicks in. I'm like, no, I'm not waiting in a line. No. And I don't even like clubs. It's also like three o'clock in the morning and none of us have slept. So can I at least walk back to the Airbnb? I mean, Rachel wanted to go too, because let's be honest, Rachel and I are always the first ones to go to bed for the most part. So they're like, no, you have to stay. You have to stay. Like at least I go to the club. And Katie was so excited to be in Copenhagen. So she kept begging us. And I'm like, seriously, like I, we're exhausted. We, we have not slept at all. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't even know what time it is like at home. I will go to a club if you really want me to, but I'm not waiting in a line. Then I look at the door guy and he's like, it's $20, 20, however much money it was to get in. I'm like, and I'm definitely not paying to get into a club after I wait in line. Like absolutely not. So I say, if you 19-year-old dudes want to hang out with us, then we're going across the street to that club. There's no line. There's no cover. Probably isn't as cool, but whatevs. So we go inside. Everyone's dancing. Me and Rachel are kind of staying by the bar like the old losers that we are. Just like, all right, so like how long until we can like sneak out, right? But everyone had told me, all of our friends decided I'm not allowed to walk around by myself. Why? I don't know. I feel like I'm very capable. Like, why can't I go off and walk by myself if I want to? Especially if I'm wearing SS initials everywhere. Like, who the fuck's going to mess with me? Who is going to mess with a chick who's wearing SS everywhere? No one. Anywho. Finally, we're there long enough to where it's like, okay, Rachel and I will go. We're capable. At least let Rachel and I go. I feel like we're slaves at this point, you know, because everybody's scared of being in Europe and getting lost or letting somebody go off by themselves. What? Because like I've never walked by myself before. So Rachel and I leave. We're allowed to go. We go back to the apartment. Katie and Kristen finally show up. We all go to bed. Most of us go to bed and every single night I woke up at four in the morning and I even took a sleeping pill. It's so hard when you're jet lagged to like get on a schedule like you really actively like have to try. So I guess it wasn't three in the morning when I got back. 
So I must have gotten back from the bar earlier because at, I remember waking up at four in the morning and Kristen was awake and we were trying to figure out what to do. And it was just like, we have to force ourselves back to sleep. That was just like a side note about jet lag. I mean, it's like not the best. Anyway, so the next morning, Katie goes off and spends time with Stephanie and her family and me, Rachel and Kristen go explore the city. So we went and found this Italian restaurant that had the best cacio e pepe I've ever had. Shout out to Taylor Strecker for teaching me how to pronounce that because she knows I really love that dish. I drink red wine during the day. I'm going to say that 57 more times probably on this podcast. I just had such a good time. I had a hot dog. Okay, so there's this thing that you guys should know about me right now. You know, I go I go through phases with things. And right now, I've always loved hot dogs. Like, that's what I love about... That's the only thing I like about sports and sports games. Like, I like sports events because I like when everyone's happy and, like, you know, rooting for something. But really, I don't care that much that people are rooting for something. I like that there's hot dogs and beer. And I don't mean fancy hot dogs. I mean your stereotypical ballpark hot dog with as many condiments minus chili as you can get on them. Like I'm talking relish, onions, ketchup, mustard. All that on there. Maybe cheese if I see some. I can do without the cheese if it's, you know, it's fine. I can, but those four, those other four needs to be on it. So whenever I see like a hot dog at a new place, like I have to, to see if I like it. So there were hot dog stands everywhere. I got a hot dog from Copenhagen. That was super awesome. We walked really far. I, we saw this like amusement park. That's how far we walked. And then I like towards the end, like we were exhausted. It was probably like four in the afternoon. And me, Kristen, and Rachel, just like this is like, whoa, like walking is like a thing. It's like really tiring. Maybe we should pop into a bar and get a drink or a beer or something before we get a cab back because I'm definitely not walking back. So we go into this, we see this Irish pub and we go inside. And everyone is silent. I mean silent. And it's like a gorgeous old time looking, it looks like an old English Irish pub. It was beautiful. The architecture, the interior, everything about it was just so stunningly like old in like a really beautiful way. If you I'm not explaining it properly, but everybody was silent and it was full of people and even families, the families, the kids were even silent. So we're confused. I'm like this. We might have walked into a wake. That's where my brain goes. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there's an 89% possibility that someone just died and all of these people were just at that person's funeral and then they made the wake happen at this Irish pub because there's no other explanation for why no one's talking. Like, I wouldn't even talk. I would whisper to Rachel and Kristen, like, do you, do you think you could order me a beer? I don't care what kind. What, what kind are you getting? Oh, you're getting red wine. Shoot. Um, okay. Uh, well, no, I don't want wine. Wait. Oh, wait, Kristen, you're getting a cocktail. No, I don't. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Do why isn't everyone, Why isn't anyone talking? I, I feel like should we leave? I don't know. No, just give me a beer. I don't care. I don't care. Any any type of beer, like a light beer. Just give me that one. Yeah, that that's I, I couldn't. That's 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 how it was. So come to find out. Thanks to people looking at our Snapchat. Um, 
everyone was watching a soccer game, I think it was. <laughs> I mean, I've I've never seen people at a bar so quiet watching a sports game. You know, like I'm used to L.A. or New Orleans, you know, like when you go to a bar in New Orleans, and you watch a Saints game. That shit is not quiet. <laughs> when you go to Big Wangs in L.A. and everyone's watching whatever college football game they're obsessed with. Yeah, shit's not quiet there either. But apparently in Copenhagen, when you watch sports, you respect that shit. And you're quiet. So we leave and get a cab back. Hey guys, I want to take a break here and talk about something. If you've listened to my show or breathed oxygen for that matter, you know that life can be messy and far from perfect. Turns out, same thing goes for your skin. Mederma to the rescue. Mederma is the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended brand that is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel is the only one per day scar care product that's clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma is trusted by consumers and healthcare professionals alike. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel contains the patented ingredient Cepelin, which is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Just once a day as part of your routine, Mederma is cost effective and convenient. Other scar care products may appear cost-effective at first, but they must be applied multiple times a day. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you're not really saving time or money there. Look, you have enough to worry about every day, but don't let your skin be one of them. Check out Mederma today, look for it in the first aid section, or visit Mederma.com to learn more about Mederma's growing family of skincare solutions. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. She's never one to hold back on any topic. This is Straight Up with Stassi. Now, another thing to note, and I don't know if it was because of Easter weekend, but things close early in Copenhagen. Like, the shops, I mean, they were only open one day, but restaurants, all of that. So we decided to go to the grocery every day and Rachel cooked us dinner, dinner on Easter. That was super fun. And she found a way, hold up, to make ranch dip. Because let me tell you, they do not have ranch in Europe. Don't expect it anywhere. In fact, I don't even think they know what the word ranch means. But Rachel found something at the grocery store to mix with something else, to mix with something else, to make ranch dip. That is commitment to ranch life in the most respectable way ever. So after that, Katie comes back. We all go to sleep. We're going to sleep relatively early almost every night because we're trying to get like the jet lag out of the way and we're trying to like get on somewhat of a schedule. But sure enough, 4 a.m. rolls around, except this time, sirens. Rachel wakes me up. And she's like, Sassy, some, something's going on. Because obviously Rachel and I always share a room since we have the same sleep patterns, similar sleep patterns. So she wakes me up and the whole room is filled from the window with red and blue siren lights. And I hear like sounds and all that stuff. So I quickly get up and I look out the window and there's a fire truck, police officers, like everyone surrounding our apartment. Our apartment. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What did Chris and Katie do? They were still in bed, so they didn't do anything. <laughs> I decide, okay, I should probably go outside and see what all the ruckus is. I go outside. They were really mad I went outside. The Copenhagen police do not like people to go outside. Um, they sent me back in. 
I felt like Copenhagen police shamed. Like, couldn't I just inquire about what was going on? I mean, it's surrounding the apartment that I'm staying in. Apparently not. At that point, we're up. Our adrenaline is running, is rushing. Like, Katie and Kristen wake up for a little bit. Katie goes back to sleep. But Kristen and I could not get back to sleep to save our lives. 30% because jet lag, but 30% because... I got all of these tweets about something that Sheena, Ariana, and Lala did, I guess, on an Instagram live. So that was fun. But that doesn't even matter. Not even going to, we're not even going to go there. So Kristen and I are like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Like, we can't go back to sleep. I mean, if we take a Xanax, then we're not going to, we're going to sleep until noon. And then we're missing the whole day. So we have to just like, I guess, stay awake. What do you want to watch? So... We decide on the simple life. That's right. Kristen Doty and I, at four in the morning, until like 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning until Katie got up, decide to find a way to buy the simple life because you can't just, I'm pretty sure we bought it. Yes. We looked on Netflix. We looked on Hulu. We looked everywhere. I looked on YouTube. You couldn't get it for free. Pretty sure we went on some website. Maybe it was Amazon Prime. And I bought The Simple Life. So I'd want you to just picture this. We're in gorgeous Europe. Gorgeous Copenhagen, Denmark. In this old, historic, beautiful Danish apartment that was made hundreds of years ago. And Kristen and I are on the couch with our iPhone 7, not even the plus, watching The Simple Life. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a computer. It wasn't an iPad. It was the iPhone 7, the small one. Just to reiterate that, watching The Simple Life for hours. It's like, how moronic are we? Don't judge. It was comforting. We just wanted to laugh. We didn't want to watch anything so serious. So finally, Katie wakes up, and this is the great Easter Monday. Easter Monday where things are closed. Uh, If I'm such an idiot that I don't know that Easter Monday is a thing, please tweet me or email me and explain it to me because I I, um, I'm most likely sound like an idiot asshole right now but I've never known anything about Easter Monday I also have a bad memory because of all the Xanax and Klonopins that I've taken for like 10 years so like there's that as well you know Easter Monday rolls around Katie finally wakes up comes in watches me and Kristen as we're watching The Simple Life sure she judged us We finally get our butts out and we're able to find a few things to do. But for the most part, it's just like more exploring and all that stuff because most things are closed. We make uh, Easter Monday dinner again. That was really nice. And the next day, Tuesday, I'm finally able to shop. Really cool. Really awesome. I found some designers that I've never heard of before. That was really fun. And... For the most part, that was our Danish trip. Kristen had to go back to the U.S., so then we all, the rest of us, go meet Diana, 
suck a dick diana in paris oh oh paris paris 185 percent changed my life i legitimately don't think i have ever fell more in love and felt more at home in a city I always like said that about New York. I'm like, I think I might just be a New Yorker. I love New York so much, but I al- I've always have loved New Orleans so much and I love LA. Paris is like, if everything in my soul threw up, it would be Paris. There's fashion, there's palaces, there's history, there's wine, there's food and bread and cheese and meat all the time. And there are catacombs with tons of skulls. I mean, everything I could have asked for, minus ranch, is in Paris. I loved every single second of being in Paris. So I'll just get into that then. We take our flight to Paris. Kristen goes home. We meet Diana get to our apartment and our apartment's even better than the Danish one. I really felt like a local in Paris because we were in Marais on the same street as the actual Chanel store. Like everything that I wanted or could have wanted, every cafe, every restaurant, every bar, every shop, everything was just right there on our street. And when I walked into the apartment, it was huge. Only two bedroom, but you would not have known that. The biggest living room with like an open layout for the kitchen and the dining area and then there was a master room and then you had to walk down a spiral staircase to get to the lower level room that looked like a haunted cave that's where me and Rachel stayed obviously because we're more of sleepers so the apartment was amazing and it made us feel totally like we (laughs) told you I was gonna say this a lot we're locals And they had like a giant TV that worked and like I could go on Amazon Prime. I could go on Netflix. I could go on YouTube so we could listen to music as we were getting ready. We didn't get ready in our bathrooms like we all got ready in the living room. So it was just like a major girl party. It was so much fun. And so we decided, well, what are we going to watch? I'm one of those people that every time I wake up in the morning, I can't just like be in silence. Even actually when I'm at my apartment, I prefer to either listen to podcasts or what are like have tv on music I'm like a little too sensitive and emotional I'm too much of a cancer to listen to music all the time because every song that comes on I like to feel it God, I'm a weirdo it's like when I went through my breakup like I only listen to sad shit because I just like to feel what I'm feeling or like if I'm going out or if I'm in a good mood I like to listen to the happiest shit ever I just, music just makes me feel more feelings than I'm already feeling. That was the dumbest sentence I've ever put together. But it does. So every morning I have to wake up and put on TV or like when I'm going to bed, I will put on TV until I'm ready to actually go put, like get into the actual bed. Like I'll watch it on the sofa. I never have a TV in my bedroom because then I would just have even worse sleeping problems than I already do. So I decided, let's watch When Gossip Girl Goes to Paris. When Blair and Serena go to Paris. And let's write down every place we see them go to. Because I am basic. 
So that's what we did. I bullied everyone into watching that. But then I also bullied everyone into watching Midnight in Paris. And uh, we wrote down every place in Midnight in Paris. We wrote down every place that Carrie Bradshaw went in Sex and the City Season 6, An American Girl in Paris. Don't judge me because I just want to see that shit. I want to see the shit that I've seen on TV. I actually wanted to see everything. I didn't want to sleep at all when I was in Paris because I, I felt like five days there, five nights wasn't even enough. I'm pretty sure, yes, five nights was not enough for me to see Paris. So after that, stalking Blair, Serena, Carrie Bradshaw, Owen Wilson, uh, we had dinner at Hotel Costas. I might be saying it wrong. If you ever go to Paris and you don't go to this restaurant, you're a fool. It was the most stereotypical, cool Parisian restaurant I've ever been to. And it was just like such a great kickoff to our trip. Because the whole day we just walked around. We saw Notre Dame. We just, I think we walked seven miles. Every single day we walked six to nine miles. Which I didn't even mind. I actually really liked walking in Paris. That's another reason I know that I am meant to be there. That that city is so me. Because if I'm not bitching about walking nine miles, you know I must really love this place. So yes, we go to Hotel Costas. We go to sleep that night. Wake up. We do more touristy things. I bought a painting. We went and saw the Louvre, well, the outside of it, because nobody else wanted to spend time on it, even though I had researched all the things I wanted to see in the Louvre. So if you're thinking about taking a girl's trip, maybe don't go with that many people so that you can do whatever you want to do. Just saying. Then we go to the Champs-Élysées. Then we go home and all of a sudden everybody's tweeting us or texting us or emailing or calling saying that they hope we're okay. And we don't understand what's going on. So we go on to Daily Mail and I check everything and apparently a few hours after we left the Champs-Élysées was when the ISIS terrorist attack happened where someone shot two police officers. I think one died. I'm not sure if the other one died. What? Do you know how crazy that is? Everyone had been saying Paris might not be safe right now. It might not be the best idea. And I'm always like, whatever. Nothing's a good idea. Like I could get in a car accident. I could have a heart attack right now. Like, I'm not that healthy. Like, there's so many things that could happen to me. So I'm not going to not go to Paris because something might happen. And then something happens. Granted, we're safe, but something happens. And it really makes you think like, holy shit, (laughs) something actually happened. And I'm so Uh, sorry that just cut off you guys. So after over two years of doing this podcast, my card finally is full so it cut off my podcast and I just had to spend the last hour trying to figure out how to fix it luckily I found another little card thing laying around somewhere hidden well wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have that okay so I was talking about the terrorist attack and my heart goes out to any victims families I could not even imagine what that would be like um I'm not making light of that whatsoever. So I just basically want to bring to, I, I, I guess I just want everybody who's going on a trip or ever thinks about these things, you, it can actually happen. <laughs> so I'm not saying be scared. I'm saying to be aware because that whole afternoon and night, that was supposed to be our big going out night. We had dinner reservations at this place called Kong, which is actually the 
Carrie Bradshaw restaurant where she meets up with the Russian's ex-wife. Yes, basic B. Um, and then a club, but like not like a club club, like a cool like underground place where we had like a table called Liban, I think, um, at a hotel. And so we were going to be out all night long. But we were all in like such a just such a somber mood, of course. Everyone was texting us. It was just a little it, it was weird to be in the same city when something like that happens. And it kind of ended up being the most mellow night that we had. So just my heart goes out to everyone and and let's all just, you know, think about the victim of that. So the rest of the trip is incredibly amazing. We went to the like Lafayette Mall. I've never been to a mall in Europe and I'm never going to go again. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The mall is like an actual palace. Like it's shaped like a palace. It looks like a palace. It's decorated like a palace, but it's a mall. And I've never seen so many shoes in my life to the point where I couldn't buy anything. Has that ever happened to y'all where there's so many options that you can't do anything? I had been looking forward to going to this mall because everyone talks about it. And I was like, I have to I, I can't leave without get, getting a pair of shoes. I bought sunglasses. Yeah, I bought my initials for like my Chloe bag. Cool. More SS stuff. But like I really shoes are my thing. They're my favorite. And so Katie and I went down to the shoes floor, okay, the shoe floor, and I have never been more overwhelmed. I mean, shoes everywhere. Every designer, every top designer you can think of, every low designer you can think of, everything was there. Every, it was like all of the internet, all the shoes on the internet just shit out right there into that floor. And there were too many options. There were too many things that I saw. I couldn't focus. I couldn't pay attention because everywhere I turned was a new shoe that I didn't had not seen before or a shoe that I had been looking at for months and wanted to get. And I just couldn't narrow it down. It was absolutely insane. So if you're going to Paris and you're going to that Lafayette mall, I just want you to be prepared. It's kind of difficult. So let me tell you about my favorite day. Before we left for our trip, I was I spent prob I spent those two weeks watching Parisian movies, watching anything that was Paris themed. Okay, and I made a, a quite a few lists of things that I wanted to do and things I wanted to see. I emailed everyone. I was texting with everyone. Like I wanted to make the most out of this trip. And I said, does anyone have non-negotiables? Like I know what my non-negotiables are. Like things that like a couple of things that if you don't do, you're going to be really upset. So I asked everybody. No one really had non-negotiables, I guess, except for me. But I knew that I had to go to Versailles because I am obsessed with Marie Antoinette. I'm telling you, I can answer probably almost every qu any question about her. And I wanted to go to the catacombs. Those were two things that I really wanted to do. Now, I wasn't sure that everyone would be into the catacombs. Shh, turns out they were. So 
this day that I was able to plan, we went to Versailles and then at night I had been planning for us all to go to Moulin Rouge because I've been obsessed with that movie since I was a teenager. So, I mean, come on. And I didn't know anything about it. So I'm not not even going to get to Moulin Rouge yet. Okay. We're going to talk about Versailles. I have seen the movie Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola probably 78 times. I am obsessed with it. I am fascinated by the history of Marie Antoinette. Even the fact that she was beheaded. I mean, all of it. I just love the whole story of it. I love everything. Well, not everything she stood for. It's actually actually kind of fucked up. I love all of, you know, like the Disney version of what Marie Antoinette stood for. I love that she changed fashion. I love that she was fun and she seemed kind of cray. I just, everything about like her aesthetic is just, it was so over the top and so extreme and so cool. Like nothing like that exists. If you see Versailles, nothing like that exists. I have dreamt about seeing Versailles for as long as I can remember. And that was my number one non-negotiable. I could forfeit the catacombs for Versailles. That is going to be the one thing that I have to do if I go to Paris. So everyone let me be the dictator that day. The night before, I buy all of our tickets for Versailles. I'm like, okay, we need to figure out a metro route because it's 15 miles away or 18 miles away, but that doesn't seem like a lot, but it is far. So you have to take the metro or a car, I guess, if you want, but that's not fun. So it's really kind of tricky in terms of figuring out the metro if you've never done it before. So there was that. We wake up in the morning. We all get ready. I had the perfect Versailles Marie Antoinette themed outfit. Okay. I bought these really expensive shoes online specifically for this. They're by Attico. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, I think it's A-T-T-I-C-O. These beautiful pointy-toed canvas flats that's embellished with pearls and crystals and then has a black velvet tie-up around the ankle. They're like modern Marie Antoinette. Then I had this Norma Kamali black jumpsuit that's so comfortable with a another Morgan Clifford coat, but this time it was a blue like a light, dusty blue trench coat with my initials on it and this silk black skinny neck scarf that I tied into a bow. I mean, so modern Marie Antoinette. You uh, Brains were probably exploding. I actually met a few Khaleesi's that day and every Khaleesi who came up to me at Versailles was like, oh my God, I noticed your outfit before I even knew who you were. And that was probably the biggest compliment that anyone could ever tell me. So I have full on been planning this Versailles trip since almost like I was in my mom's womb. You know what I'm saying? So we get on the wrong metro. We got on the metro that took us like 20 minutes away from which isn't that far, but there's one that takes you only five minutes away. So we get off on this, you know, okay, so we're supposed to get off on like this Versailles. We get off and we're like, we're in the middle of nowhere. It looks like we're in the middle of a third world country. Like nothing's cute. Doesn't look like we're in France anymore. Where do we go? Who do I even call to like find out where we're going? It looks like we're really far away from the Palace of Versailles. So we just start walking and I'm determined to be positive because this is the day that I planned and I can't fuck this up for everyone. We keep walking. I'm like, oh, there's a cab. Like, I'm just going to go up to the cab and I'm going to ask them to just take us. 
So I finally go to this cab and I do my whole like, pardon, monsieur, parlez-vous anglais? That whole thing. No, no. I'm like, okay, Palace of Versailles, Chateau de Versailles. I, do, that, does, this, do I, does that even sound French? No, it sounds like I'm like, it's like half Asian accent, half French accent, whatever. Don't judge. And he laughs at me, he laughs in my face. He says, it's a five minute walk. I'm like, oh, so you do speak English. Cool, bro. Really? He refused to take us. I'm like, I'll pay you extra if you just take us. My friends are freezing. We're cold. We didn't dress appropriately. Please. He laughed again and refused to take us because he said that we could walk. So we had no choice but to walk. The walk was like 20, 25 minutes, which would have been fine, but we just didn't know where we were going. We finally get there and we see a line that snakes so much that it's probably like a mile long. So I'm like, no big deal, you guys. I got our tickets yesterday, like online. Like we can probably skip the line. Turns out you can't. That line that snakes for almost a mile long, not an actual mile long, but it looked like it. Those people apparently all bought their tickets ahead of time, too, because I went to the ticket office or the information office. I'm like, so can we skip the line because I have these tickets? No, they say. Cool. Well, is there some kind of like skip the line ticket I can pass? Like I can buy some sort of like VIP ticket for my friends so that we can skip the line. They say no again. So I'm like, fuck. Okay. Is there any place I can buy some wine? We. They say yes. So we go and buy little mini bottles of wine. We get in line. And that actually ended up being the most fun line ever. Because I asked them all what their last meals would be if they were on death row. And I just love hearing their answers. So we laughed, got a little drunk, and finally go into Versailles. And let me just say, I've never connected with a place so much in my entire life. I'm not even being dramatic. I know I sound dramatic, but I swear I'm not being dramatic. I felt... Do you like do you think maybe someone who lived at Versailles might be one of my past lives? I'm not even saying Marie Antoinette. I won't even go there. There were a million people that lived there. I could have even been one of the servants. I don't care. Or one of the dogs that lived at Versailles. But for some reason, I just felt at home. So I'm on cloud nine. Cloud fucking not even nine cloud fucking 99 i am so excited and i'm walking through the palace and then all of a sudden i see the queen's apartments are closed for a renovation okay so this is the whole shopping incident in copenhagen all over again like, might as well take my bedazzled ranch bottle away from me. Might as well take my dogs from me. Might as well kick me in the stomach. The queen's apartments are closed. So you're telling me I'm seeing all of Versailles except for the Marie Antoinette area? Moment of silence for how sad I felt. And I had picked out the perfect Marie Antoinette outfit. I was so on theme, you guys. It was so sad. I had gotten everyone so excited to see Versailles and I made them watch Marie Antoinette before we went. Like we stayed up the night before and finished it in the morning before we went to the Metro to finish Marie Antoinette. And everyone was so excited to see 
the queen's apartments. They call them apartments. It's not a fucking apartment. Okay. If, if actually calling it an apartment makes me feel depressed about where I am at in life and like what my apartment is like, it's like the queen section basically. So yeah, that was closed and we didn't get to see that. Nevertheless, there was a gift shop where I bought a shit ton of Marie Antoinette crap and we got more wine. We walked around the garden area and I had no fucking idea just how big Versailles was. I didn't realize you could rent a little golf cart like with a little tour guide. Would have done that. Didn't realize you could get in a little rowboat. Would have done that too. Didn't realize that there were so many sections outside of the palace that you could go to that you couldn't even really walk to would have figured out a way around that so I probably should have been a little more diligent I just assume that you go to the palace of Versailles and like you go in the palace and like the gardens and that's it I didn't realize how much there was to it so then I find out that they do have the hamlet opened so the hamlet was this what do you even call it well it's like on, okay, on Wikipedia, it says it's a rustic retreat in the park of the Chateau de Versailles built for Marie Antoinette in 1783. Okay, basically, it looks like Lisa Vanderpump's house. Like, it's not a farmhouse. It might look like a farmhouse, but it's not. It's like a mansion. It's a mansion that's meant to look like a farm because, and it was, I guess, called the Queen's House because get this this is what i really love about marie antoinette what a jokester part of the reason this homegirl was beheaded was because she spent so much of france's money she was so lavish with everything with her food with her parties her drink her clothes her hair everything her trips everything the the palace she spent so much money and made france go into debt and the poor got poorer and there were people dying from starvation and homeless so i'm getting to it this bitch was so cocky that she's like you know what i know that i'm the queen of france and like i've like got it all but i think i want to spend the rest of you guys's money so that i can pretend to be a peasant so i can pretend to be poor i shit you not she wanted to pretend to be a peasant so her husband made her the hamlet. So I would say a mile away from the actual par the actual palace is this whole little area with a mansion that's supposed to look more rustic like a farmhouse so she could be more natural and live the way that peasants live. So as so in order to pay for the hamlet, she had to make the peasants more poor and more starving so that she could live like them. Mind exploding. Incredible. I mean, who does that? Who freaking does that? Like, if she was alive right now, she would 100% be the star of Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, come on. Really? Spending everyone's money so that you can live like a poor person? That is a whole other level of weirdness. And I appreciate the hustle. So I really wanted to go see that since I couldn't see her actual quarters in the palace. 
and we didn't really understand like how to get there. So we jumped on a little mini train that we were supposed to pay for. Cool. And um, we snuck on it and uh, we thought it was going to take us there, but it just took us right back where we started. So we didn't have time to go to it. So I didn't see any Marie Antoinette things. After we realized, like, I think all my friends kind of got scared of me because they're like, yeah, we ran out of time. Like, I don't think we have time to walk to it. But they were scared to say, like, hey, I think we should go. And I'm like, can you guys just give me a second? Like, can I just, like, sit on the steps in the garden? Like, can I just, like, be one with the Palace of Versailles right now? Like, I need to just soak it all in. I need to breathe it. I need to feel it. I just need a moment by myself to just really appreciate the fact that I'm here right now and feel connected to it. So they gave me about five minutes to do that. And I really appreciated it. (laughs) I'm telling you, the Palace of Versailles is something that you can't miss. So I agree. I'm like, okay, you guys, I'm done being a brat. We can go now. I soaked it all in. And we're walking back to the metro. And I see a sign for a hot dog. But get this. It's a McDonald's hot dog. So I'm like, y'all, you know, I love hot dogs. They have McDonald's. McDonald's has hot dogs here. How come we don't? I have to try a McDonald's hot dog in Europe. Like it's not me going in there getting a hamburger that I can get here. Like I need to get a hot dog from McDonald's. They let me go in. Why don't our McDonald's look like that? They're touchscreen things everywhere. You don't even need to like interact with anybody. You just go up to the touchscreen, point out, like click what you want, put your card in, and then they just call out your number and you go and get it. So I ate my mini hot dog. We go back to the metro. There were some issues with the metro. I was left by myself for 45 minutes while everybody else's ticket worked. And I had to wait in a line by myself for 45 minutes in a line that only took change. I've never felt so lucky that I had change in my purse. So after we got back, it was Moulin Rouge time. You guys. I've been thinking about going to Moulin Rouge since I was, what, 13? When did that movie come out? 13, 14, 12? I don't know. I have been thinking about it for so long. I didn't know what it was like. And every time I asked somebody that had been to Paris, I'm like, should we go to Moulin Rouge? They were like, oh, you don't have to. I'm like, why is nobody excited about this? Anyone who's been there, like, they seemed like, oh, you don't, you can skip it. But I couldn't skip it. So I offered to pay for everyone. I'm like, I will buy everyone's tickets. I talked to my publicist about it. I'm like, please arrange this. Here's my card info. We have to go. I don't want my friends to have to pay for anything because I'm dragging them to this. Dictator day. That's that's what I'm going to call it. Versailles Moulin Rouge day was Stasi's a dictator day. And we get ready. We get all dressed up. We go to Moulin Rouge. We sit down. The show comes on. And I'm like, oh, fuck, my heart sinks into my butt. Not joking, because I'm looking at it, the performance. I'm like, this is like star search for teens. Like what this is like a this is worse than like a high school musical. Like what what is happening? The opening number, like all the dancers were off. Nothing made sense. Like I it was like. It was not what I expected. So I'm starting to laugh because it's funny and also because I'm really nervous and I'm starting to sweat because, oh my God, this is one of our last nights here and I just dragged everybody to Moulin Rouge and this is what's happening. Like, oh, holy shit. Like, everyone's going to be so mad at me. 
we order a bottle of vodka. Then the show starts getting more interesting. They're like all these acrobatic performances. So it gets slowly starts getting better and better. Then it becomes fucking awesome. Like there's a whole giant swimming pool raises out of the floor and a woman jumps in there naked and swims with a million snakes. There were people doing weird skating tricks and like hula hoop tricks. Like, I mean, tricks I haven't tricks that were better than when I saw absinthe in Vegas. And then it would go right back to like this weird performance where like with weird costumes, it's like the costume designer like was manic or on too much Adderall or Coke or something and like couldn't make any decisions and was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know, like, you know, Mexican themed or if I want to do it Parisian themed. So I'm just going to make it both. And I'm going to throw clowns in there, but not just any clowns, like American clowns, like nothing had anything to do with each other. I'd like to think like the only way I can describe it in terms of the costumes, it's like it's like if someone wanted to put every single dream for a costume all in one show and in one person, in one costume, every theme in one costume. I had no idea what was going on. And there were so many different like this person looked had an Egyptian costume. This person had like a Scottish costume. It was like it's a small world at Disneyland for like adults. That's where I felt like I was. And everyone's like pretty much naked, like their boobs and shit are all out. So like it was bizarre, but it ended up being we've never laughed and smiled so much. It ended up being one of the coolest shows I've ever seen to sit in Moulin Rouge and watch this weird ass show go back and forth from being like this weird like high school musical to like insanely impressive acrobatic tricks to whatever adult it's a small world shit was going on like we enjoyed every single part of it and honestly thank god it worked out because I would have felt so sad if I dragged everybody there so I recommend going I might be one we the girls that were there recommend going I don't know what Parisian locals say but it was so much fun it was you know it's like being in Vegas So this is where we're at the saddest day ever, and it's the last day we're there. And mind you, every single day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, nothing but carbs. Day drinking red wine in the middle of the day, having lunches for two hours in the most beautiful streets, Feeling like anything could happen. I sound so cheesy, but it's so true. Like there's nothing more fun than walking miles, finding a cute little cafe that you that every when everybody's hungry, sitting down for a couple hours and like having a meal and red wine and it being normal. Like I never drink red wine during the day ever. But red wine is like my absolute favorite. And it was just so much better in France. I ate so much cheese to the point where I got sick of cheese for a solid hour, only an hour. But like it was, this is why I've woken up every morning and just wanted to eat carbs, cheese, and red wine. And every morning we would watch, because the Parisian Gossip Girl episodes just kept going, we then would just wake up and turn on Gossip Girl, even when they were back in New York. So we just watched Gossip Girl every morning. So now all I want to do is watch Gossip Girl all day long, drink wine, eat cheese so that I feel like I'm back in France when I'm actually just in the middle of West Hollywood with no central AC. Cool. So our last day rolls around 
and Diana had to leave to go back to Bulgaria. So everyone's dropping like flies. It was only three of us left. Me, Katie, and Rachel. So our catacombs trip was for that day. And basically that day was set aside for us to do whatever we wanted. So I'm like, listen, we've got the catacombs. We got tickets ahead of time. I'm thinking about getting a Chanel bag. I've never done this before, y'all. I've never bought a new Chanel bag. I've bought used ones. Well, only one. Yeah, no, two, two used ones. So they were like basically like twenty, like a third of what or a fourth of what they're supposed to be. But I was in Paris and on the same exact street that I was staying on was one of the main actual Chanel stores. What are the odds of that? And I kept thinking, what if like if I'm ever going to buy a Chanel bag full priced with, you know, like in the store, it can't be at Neiman Marcus in Beverly Hills. It can't be in New York. It has to be in Paris. It has to be where Coco Chanel started everything. Like I will never I I I I will never be able to top that, <laughs> honestly. So we woke up, me, Rachel, and Katie woke up, and I'm like, let me just just think. What can we do? We wanted to go to Cafe de Flore because Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway, used to go there. We wanted to see the Midnight in Paris stairs. There were so many things that we wanted to walk around and see. So we kind of just said, all right, let's just start by walking to Cafe de Flore and we'll just see where everything takes us. So we went to Cafe de Flore and that's where I realized something very serious that I've never experienced before. I've never thought before. I think I'm scared of birds. (laughs) I have made fun of people. Jackie Schimmel, she's scared of birds. I thought it was hysterical. Did not understand it at all. Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette, she said she was scared of birds. I didn't understand it. I lived in New York with tons of pigeons and never got scared of birds. Like birds has never been something that I've, I've ever thought about. I make fun of people who are scared of birds. But as we're sitting at Cafe de Flore, I might not even be saying it right, so judge away. And we're eating and drinking red wine again in the middle of the day. There, there's a pigeon that keeps coming around me and walking around me. And I have bare legs this day. And I'm like, this is making me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm, I don't even get, I, wear, I watch scary movies in the middle of the night by myself. Like, I don't get scared that easily. But I start, my heart starts beating really fast. And this bird just keeps like being jerky. It's like a Sesame Street character or something with all the jerkiness. And I'm like, I, I feel uncomfortable. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like lean onto Rachel and like, just like, why do I feel this way? Like I'm sweating. I'm, I'm just heart palpitations. I'm like, I am actually, I'm scared. I'm scared of this bird. And I keep talking about it. And Katie and Rachel like, just don't talk about it. Like, and it'll be fine. And so then it like flaps its wings a little. And I'm like, oh, like, holy shit. Like this bird is scary. Like this bird's, oh my God, I am scared of a bird. All of a sudden, this bird goes fucking cray, flaps its wings and flies a little bit into my legs. I feel the bird 
go into my legs with its wings and everything and its noises. And I gave a visceral scream. I could not help it. I screamed and Rachel screamed because she was scared seeing and hearing the bird fly up by us and touch me. Like it was really scary. It sounds ridiculous, but it was terrifying. So after I scream, I'm mortified, mortified. Everyone is looking at us like stupid Americans. Like everyone in Paris had been so nice. I didn't understand any of that like stupid American thing that everybody says where like French people don't like us. Everyone was so nice to us the whole entire trip. Until now. We're sitting next to a couple, normal couple, looks just a tad older than us. I'd say late 30s, early 40s. And they go, ugh. They're smoking like it's just a looks at me. It's just a bird. You don't need to yell. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I I, I apologize. I, I'm I just I'm not I'm I, I'm so sorry. Like I knew what like yelling is that you don't yell at a restaurant. You just don't. But I couldn't help it. I didn't expect the bird to actually fly into my legs. Then the guy goes because the woman said this. So then the guy goes, do you even know what just happened with that terrorist attack? You can't be screaming like that. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like. And they just kept going and looking at me, smoking, rolling their eyes. And I'm like, I have never felt so judged in my entire life. Like, this is what this is the stupid American thing that I was hearing about. Everyone else, you know, it's our last day. Everyone else has been so nice. Couldn't have just been like a, a really nice run without like somebody being an asshole. Nonetheless, they were kind of assholes and they got up and left because I screamed. Shout out to them. I'm really sorry that I did that, but like I really couldn't help it. The bird kept coming around. I kept getting more scared and more scared. It didn't end. And the rest of the day, I swear to God, it was like this weird thing. Birds kept flying at me. That's never happened. Rachel and Katie were just laughing every time because they're like, this is so weird. Birds would get up and fly straight to me when I was walking. Like I would have to just like duck. It was so weird. And so scary. So shout out to all the people that are scared of birds. I now understand you. So, okay, for the rest of the day, we saw the Midnight in Paris stairs. We went to the catacombs way underground. I think they said like 143 steps underground. That was sick to like go in a spiral staircase all the way underground with all of those skulls. But I felt not as at home as I did at Versailles, but I did feel at home underground with all those skulls. And I really recommend that for uh, anybody that's like interested in that kind of shit. It's so cool. And all of the skulls are organized. So someone, the person who decided to move all of the dead bodies that were coming out of the ground and all that shit back in the day and put them underground. Whoever designed this had to take all the dead bodies and separate each bone so that all of the bones, like all of the femurs were all together. All the skulls were together. Those are the only two bones I know. So, but you get it. And they organized them all underground. Like it was art. I wanted to, t when I was down there, I wanted to touch one of the bones. And I asked Katie, I was like, Can I, am I allowed to touch it? And she said, no. And then I saw other people touching it. So I'm like, Katie, they're touching them. She's like, well, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to, but that's just like weird, like respect the dead. And I'm like, I wouldn't care if my skull was in here, if somebody touched it, like I wouldn't give a shit. Like who, what do you mean respect the dead? I didn't touch it though. 
she made me feel like I was being disrespectful if I would have touched it. So I didn't. I was respectful. But so, yes, it was an incredible day. And then we walk back to the apartment because we had said we have to be back by seven o'clock because that's when the I think it was the preliminary presidential election was going on and they were going to release who won. So we thought if there's going to be another terrorist attack, it would probably be at that time. And we were a little bit right because as we were walking back, there were police everywhere with machine guns and barricades. And like it was actually like kind of scary. So we walk back and we decide to watch Midnight in Paris. No, I skipped something. I say, they go, are you going to buy a Chanel? And I say, I have to because in that store that's on my street, they had the exact Chanel that I wanted, my dream Chanel. The exact color of nude that I wanted with gold hardware in the exact size with the caviar leather double flap. I, I, it was almost like fate. So they go, okay, let's get you a little bit more drunk then because I feel like it, that would be better. So we go and have some more wine and I call my bank and I'm like, listen, (laughs) I'm, I shit you not, I do this. I'm like, listen, I'm in Paris and I know you guys know I'm in Paris because like I told you guys to put a flag on my account telling you that, but like I'm about to spend an amount of money that like I normally don't spend. So can you not? decline me while I'm in the Chanel Paris store because like that would be totes embarrassing and I don't feel like going through that so they set me up I go to the store I go to the bag and like the people there don't think I'm gonna buy anything they're like who is this American girl really and I'm like this this can I have this one and she said, that's the last one that we have. So it has to be the one that's on the rack. And I'm like, what do you mean it's the last one you have? And then she starts looking it up. She's like, well, we have one in Berlin. We have one in this like place in Tokyo. I'm like, you don't have, what? They're just not at the regular store? No, apparently, I didn't even know this. They don't make that many of these, per- of certain purses, whatever. So I'm like, I have to do it. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And if I lose my job or like something happens, I'll just sell it. I don't know. I have to. So I bought it and it was the best experience ever. Like when I purchased it, I watched them wrap it and they even sprayed the shopping bag with perfume. With Chanel perfume. I mean, it was, they were so nice to me too. It was such a cool experience. I'm like, this is worth it. If I would have bought it in Beverly Hills, it would not have been worth it. It would have been like, I would have felt like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Like I don't belong, you know, because it is true. People in Beverly Hills are kind of assholes. They don't treat you that well when you're in department stores. They kind of make you feel like you don't belong. I don't like it. So I've never been more thankful that I did that. So after we go back to the apartment, we watch some more Paris themed stuff and we decide like, okay, should we pack and go to sleep early because our flight back home is like, we have to leave here at four in the morning. And at the last minute we go, no, we need to go take a photo in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, we had seen it from far away, but we didn't have any photos in front of it. So Rachel made dinner reservations real fast at a restaurant that overlooked the Eiffel Tower. We went and had dinner there and then walked down to the bridge in front of the Eiffel Eiffel Tower and no one was on that bridge. And do you know what time it was? Midnight. Midnight in Paris, 3 American basic bitches on a bridge 
all to themselves overlooking the Eiffel Tower. So what did we do? We played the French Kiss soundtrack and danced around the bridge like little wood fairies. And that was the most sublime way to end the trip. I could not have imagined that we would have a bridge to ourselves to just do whatever the fuck we wanted in front of the Eiffel Tower. And that was that. And then we had the traveling day from hell. I don't even know if I want to get into it. Because after we went to the Eiffel Tower, we went back home, watched Midnight in Paris again, then watched Passport to Paris. You heard that right. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, because we decided we have to just stay awake all night long because we have to leave at four in the morning. So watched Passport to Paris, left at four in the morning, went to the airport, had two connecting flights, almost missed our connecting flight in Berlin. They held it for us. Then once we got back to Copenhagen for our next connecting flight, we were supposed to have four hours of downtime so that we could go to a lounge, have drinks and a nice meal. But no, our airline lost three of our bags. Each of us had a missing suitcase. And the suitcase that was missing for me, my shoes and handbags. But not my Chanel bag. Why? Because I carried that shopping bag as a carry-on through every single fucking port airport for 24 hours. No joke. That is a Chanel hustle right there. I was in sweatpants. I looked like shit. I hadn't showered, washed my face or nothing in days. But I carried that Chanel bag like a fucking queen. So lost luggage meant that we didn't have time to eat or drink. So I got another hot dog from the 7-Eleven in the airport. Side note, the hot dogs at the 7-Eleven in Copenhagen look like uncircumcised penises. And I mean that as a compliment, but it's kind of aggressive. Just if you're wondering. So after that, I mean, got on our flight, took a Xanax and went home. So here I am waking up every day depressed because I'm not in Paris anymore. Waking up every day wanting carbs, wanting wine, wanting cheese, Every day I've woken up, I've watched Gossip Girl as much as possible, and it's made me feel like I'm back in Paris getting ready with my friends. I turned on The Simple Life for a bit. That made me feel like I was back in Europe. It's sad. It's like lonely now. I'm somebody that loves being alone, but now that I'm not in Europe with my friends, I feel like and I wouldn't I wanted to be alone so badly when I was on that trip. I'm like, oh, if I could just have some privacy now, I don't want any privacy at all. So there you have it. I wish I could get every freaking detail about this trip, but I don't want to bore you guys. I'm just so sad. It's over. I mean, fuck my life. You know what I mean? Ugh. The only thing that could make me feel better right now is telling you guys about my La La Land giveaway. Okay? So trip over. If you guys have any questions for me, email me. Uh, my email's on my Twitter and my Instagram. Uh, or tweet me or leave a comment in my Instagram photos, whatever you want. And I will answer as much as possible because I want to talk about Europe even more. I would love to. But 
It's time to talk about my La La Land giveaway. Okay, y'all know I'm obsessed with La La Land. And one of our close friends is actually the jewelry designer for La La Land. So you know that gorgeous green small necklace pendant that Emma Stone wears in the film? He made that. And he and I came up with this idea to do a giveaway for my Khaleesi's, my listeners, He gave me 10 necklaces. Now, that's a lot. 10 is a lot. And I'm going to give away 10 to you guys. Let me explain how you can get them, okay? Because we're going to do this for two weeks, and this is the first week. First, you have to follow the jewelry designer, Kyle Chan. So it's at Kyle Chan Designs, and that's K-Y-L-E-C-H-A-N designs follow him on instagram or on twitter or whatever he's the absolute best he's designed katie's engagement ring he designed a gorgeous ring for me recently it he's so fucking talented i can't even begin to explain um and it's an honor to be his friend he's so generous with everything and to give me 10 necklaces to give away to my listeners for nothing that is incredibly gracious so first you have to follow kyle chan on instagram but this is where the fun comes in well at least for me i the who this is how you're gonna do it you have to post either an instagram photo or a tweet or a facebook post that's interesting okay that i will find interesting having to do with la la land and my podcast and you have to tag me and kyle chan in it okay so that i can see it if you hashtag straight up with Stassi or S-U-W-S, that might help me. But listen, I'm a little rough around the edges. I don't follow all the rules. All I know is that I'm going to be paying attention over the next two weeks at my social media. And I'm going to be looking at every single thing that I'm tagged in. And the top 10 most interesting posts that I see, the ones that amuse me the most. Or if somebody does like a billion posts and I'm like, okay, this person like seriously wants this necklace, I will 100% take that into consideration basically whoever is the most thirsty for it doesn't that sound fun sounds fun for me so i'll go over this again because we'll find out you guys will find out who wins not in next week next week's podcast but the podcast following or maybe it's the one after that whatever is the amount of time of exactly two weeks but you have to listen to my podcast in order to get updates and whoever the winners are I will dm you or someone from my team will dm you to get your address and we will send you the green pendant necklace so go follow Kyle Chan designs on Instagram post your most creative Instagram photo or tweet or or Facebook thing And I'm going to judge everything. I'm telling you, I'm seriously going to pay attention. I'm going to Snapchat this. I'm going to Instagram this the next couple of days so that you can see the rules again. But if you want it, I mean, I want to hear the Khaleesi army. So let's get this La La Land theme going. Let me know if you guys have any questions. All you got to do is tweet me. Okay, my throat's about to give out. I had so much fun actually doing this by myself because I just loved reliving Europe again. I love you guys. Love you, Khaleesi's. Till next time. Till next week. 